um, ways to help. You know, the the way the environment. There's a lot of different challenges, whether it be um, you know physical health, mobility, uh, brain health. You know, there's a lot of different aspects to it. You know, um, loss of loss of a service member. And so when we started looking into it, 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 it gets interesting. You know, there's people that do amazing work with equine and amazing work with dogs and amazing work here and here and here. And it came to an, basically as we were doing our research, there's like 45,000 um, 501c3s in the service in the veteran space. And so then the idea was like, there's a lot of people doing great stuff. How do we help them do a better job and or get more information out there? This is episode number 159 with Eric Poston and the Infinite Hero Foundation. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my partner and co-host, Barbara Allen. And you know, for over a decade, our country's military has been bearing the brunt of seemingly endless wars. Many of those who honorably serve are returning home with physical uh, injuries that impact their lives or emotional wounds that make it difficult for them to move forward in life. And sadly, too many are not returning home at all, leaving grieving families behind to carry that loss forever. But America is stepping forward to serve our veterans and their families. Over 46,000 military-focused nonprofits exist today. So when Oakley Incorporated decided to do its part to give back, it took another path. Most people know of Oakley as a company that produces elite sports equipment and lifestyle pieces, but what Oakley is just as committed to is supporting the military community. And in this episode, Oakley's director of its military government program, Eric Poston, talks about Oakley's Infinite Hero Foundation. The Infinite Hero Foundation combats the most difficult frontline issues, and that's the mental and physical issues facing military heroes and their families. It connects our military veterans and military family members with innovative and effective treatment programs for service-related injuries by supporting existing nonprofits who do the work. To date, the Infinite Hero Foundation has raised well over $4 million to donate towards approved nonprofits. So listen in as Eric Poston shares the mission and the story of the Infinite Hero Foundation. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Eric Poston is our guest today. He is the director of Oakley's Military and Government Program. He's also the co-founder of the Infinite Hero Foundation, which supports our military community in five pillars of areas of focus. And those are brain health, family support, suicide prevention, leadership development, and physical rehabilitation. Those of you who know me, know my story, know that I talk a lot about this organization called Snowball Express and the opportunity my boys and I have had to be a part of this. Snowball Express is an organization that flies families of the fallen out to a central location each year in the, in the time of Christmas. And we get to connect and just get a little bit of Christmas spirit and energy. And my boys and I were part of the very first Snowball Express ever. And one of the major days of that event was at Oakley headquarters. Oakley opened up its entire headquarters and area to our families. Somewhere around the area of a thousand of us were there, I think, that year. 
And it is still, all these years later, it is such a special memory for my boys and I. We got to do that a couple of times with them. So for me, this is another great, really good full circle moment. I am very excited to be able to sit down and speak with you today, Eric, and share the work that Oakley uh, and Infinite Hero Foundation do because it is so great to know, A, that major corporations give back in such a way that they do. And it is also really great and inspiring to see people as citizens combine their work with those corporations to even expand upon that even further. So I'm excited to get into all those areas with you today. Thanks so much for taking the time to to do this with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's uh, interesting seeing the work that you've done. It's interesting. And you sent a photo of the boys. Uh, I actually remember the four boys in their orange jackets in the back. So, <laughs> you know, we did have about a thousand kids that day. And uh, that's kind of the whole impetus of the Infinite Hero and what we do is supporting that community. Um, you know, we're very privileged and humble to live in the country we do. Um, and to see the sacrifice that families have. Um, and your family is a, a great example of that to see, you know, fast forward a couple years, because we're not old, it's just getting older, <laughs> um, you know, to see those kids grow up and uh, make a difference in their lives. Yeah, it is. It is cool. And I love that you do that. You know, even when my kids, we got home that year, Oakley had sent packages to my kids. So yeah. it was like an extra surprise on top. They still have those backpacks, by the way. Some of those backpacks <laughs> we got all those years ago are still going strong in my house. Yeah. So it is just cool. And uh, I really want to get into this because it is also, it's not just the, the one-time act that people do that impacts those that are doing the act too. It does have this ripple effect. And there's a lot to be said for what you do to help someone emotionally to get through a tough time, especially as this is Suicide Prevention Month. I think that mm -hmm. is an area to, to talk about a lot because just the one, the one little, you know, time a bit of time that we had with Oakley it really at Christmas time was a very hard time for my yep. family uh, to go through and that moment honestly gave me the lift I needed to get through that holiday season with my boys but let's talk about how you got involved with Oakley I understand you were a sponsored a sponsored racer when yeah you I used to race I used to race motorcycles in my younger days I wasn't really smart back then I'm not real smart right now <laughs> Um, but basically, you know, came to California chasing a dream of being a professional motorcycle racer. And Oakley was one of my sponsors when I was with Kawasaki racing. And when I came to, um, when I left Kawasaki racing and came to Oakley, I was actually overseeing the motorsports division and my father and grandfather both served and our CEO at the time said, Hey, I needed some help with this military thing we do on the side. And that was 26 years ago. So along that you know journey, you basically build a rapport with the community and uh, it's just very humbled to be around the community of service. You know, our, our veteran space, um, families, first responders, you build a rapport and, um, and you just basically want to help and support. And so that's, that was kind of the impetus behind getting involved, with, you know, from Oakley into the military. And it was a natural progression when we look at, you know, the creation of Infinite Hero in 2012. It was based on wanting to make a difference for those, um, those veterans, those service members, their families, and, and trying to help, um, do the best we could to improve their lives in any way that we could. Excellent. So let's go back a little bit because I love these backstories. I said, you just came out to California to be a motorcycle racer. Where did you come from? Your dad was in the military. Were you a, a military yeah, brat? Did you move around? I, I was. And my grandfather was a, was a Utah beach guy. And then my dad was in the, it was based in Fort Leonard, Missouri, which is where uh, my father and my mother and father were from. And then I grew up in uh, just North of Detroit, Saginaw, Michigan. So it was one of those things like, uh, I didn't uh, basically join the service. I went to chase a dream to be a motorcycle racer and 
ended up being able to contribute or try to support the community in a different method, which has been the last 26 years. So it's been, it's been incredibly rewarding, um, you know, in, in that you just kind of have faith that you're going to make a difference and try to do the best you can to help, you know, those people that you can, even if it's one example, you know, it's like, uh, especially to, like, as you mentioned, suicide prevention month, you know, that ability just to help or hopefully help one individual makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, what was it about, I still want to go into this whole motorcycle racing thing. Cause there's a lot of people that listen to us and what we talk about um, is that people going out there and chasing their dreams. And I love, we, you can go so deep into this and all these different layers and paths and all this, but you came out to do that one thing and that led you into a whole other area. And I think that is so cool that mm-hmm. something that you felt so strongly about, maybe did you envision yourself racing forever and that was all you were going to do and then oh this came yeah up. you know that yeah the goal you know you're 18 years old and you basically get in a truck and move out and you know i, I came out to california i think we crossed into southern california on december 29th uh you know uh, basically two days before the new year and um you know stayed with a family friends and you're like hey you're gonna make 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 a name for yourself and you know whatever you know analogy you want and then uh and then you go from there. And so it continues to, you know, it, it's basically, it's an adventure. It's a journey. And, and I can go, I, how, how deep you want to go in the levels, you know, it's up to you. You're the boss. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I try not to talk a lot about myself. It's not about me. It's about the things that we do. Um, I've been blessed with an amazing life. Um, but yeah, when you, you basically come out and you're, you're in the show, you're at, you know, Kawasaki racing, you're traveling the country, you travel the world. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you're invincible. You know, it's like a lot of our service members. Um, and then, you know, you, you break some things and, and then you realize that, you know, unfortunately you're not, you know, RoboCop and you can, you know, you actually have to take care of yourself. Um, and when I went to come to work for Oakley, it was, a, it was a great, it was like a like-minded process. It was very like, how do we do things better? How do we make things better? How do we make a difference? And that's always been the ethos of, of Oakley. So then when you look into the military service aspect, you know, early days of our business, we're working with a lot of the special, you know, operational community. And, um, you know, those, those cats and dogs get things done. So it's pretty fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a direct connection, a little bit of dark humor. Um, and then you continue on. Yeah. You want dark humor, hang out with some military widows for a couple of hours. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Have to be careful who's around because people just go, Oh my gosh, did she just say that? (laughs) Yes, she probably did. Okay. So now you're out there and you've moved on from your motorcycle career. Mm-hmm. At what point did you make that transition? Did you say, Hey, I'm going to go work with Oakley, not just this as a is, racer, but. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. So um, for those in the, in the, in the SEAL community, you know, my, my uncle actually used to manage a bar on Coronado Island called Danny's. And so when I was 19 years old, I was racing and with Kawasaki and it was basically like, Hey, they wanted me to come off the road and basically be on the team. Uh, and I was literally sitting in Coronado Island out on the beach. And back then the big boats, you know, were all sitting out there in the water. And so my, you know, I'm 19 years old sitting in this bar having hamburgers with my uncle and it's, it's Danny's, you know, and today I can still go to Danny's today and it's a much different experience because I've been around the community for 25, 30 years. But um, that was the, that was the inspiration to say, Hey, okay, let's, let's move on and try something different. We've done, you know, we've, we've traveled the world. We've had some success. We've broken some bones and now we're going to basically, um, transition into the you know, kind of next chapter. And with, 
with Oakley, it was basically working in the motorsports and the racing space and um, being involved in the military, which is a natural selection based on my, you know, my, my father, my grandfather, you know, family history, if you will. Yeah. So how did you get that? How did you get the job at Oakley? Like, what was your first experience? Oh, that's it. That's a funny one. Have have you know at a at a at a trade show event having a uh, having dinner across the table from a gentleman named Mike, really nice guy, asked really good questions. Didn't know he was the CEO of Oakley, you know. So sitting there just smoking and joking like you know nobody's business. And next thing I know, I get a call like two days later, like, hey, you need to come visit Mike. And I'm like, okay, great. That was Mike. You know, he was the CEO of Oakley. So it was pretty much a direct, you know, much different than today's environment. It was, hey, you know, we met at a dinner, had a conversation, and uh, that was 26 years ago. So then, you know, from that, you know, simple have a dinner and have a conversation with somebody, which is really unique today. And obviously, I'm dating myself because people do everything by phone. <laughs> um, that's basically where it started. And, you know, it's been an amazing adventure. You know, we've done a lot of great things in the military space with building protective eyewear and protective goggles to support our servicemen and women. And um, you know, the infinite hero is a natural extension of that. And probably some of our, you know, my personal, you know, some of the proudest things I've done. So it's been, uh, you know, we, we started in 2012 and, uh, with a goal of how do we make a difference and help, uh, whether it be, you know, with brain health, whether it be with suicide prevention, whether it be with family support or leadership or any of the other pillars we're working on. And, and, you know, over the years we've generated, you know, four point over $4.5 million to help, uh, work with like 36 different organizations. And, you know, along the way, the biggest thing for me is that you have these personal connections, you know, even like yourself, where I haven't spoken to you in, you know, years, um, to see the photo of your boys. And it's, it's ironic. I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember the boys in the back of the Oakley building. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a good day. Definitely a good day for us. Um, okay. So Oakley, like you said, has its own military initiative and its own line of right. serve, uh, products to support the military, the whole military government program. Mm -hmm. that you all have but and obviously like i mentioned oakley opened its doors to op to support the families of the fallen so it's always shown this tendency to to support the military community which is awesome especially for someone you know in that community but now you all branched into the infinite hero foundation and mm -hmm. let's talk about that i I think it was, I, I saw you and your co-founder of the Infinite Hero Foundation, you had taken a trip to Ward 64. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, I would, I would actually step back a second. If you yeah. look back at the Snowball Express events, Barb, you know, we, there was, Hey, how do we support these kids and their families? And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a classic Oakley approach. It's like, Hey, this is a, this is the right thing to do. So let's figure out how to do it. And so, you know, you were there and I mean, the building itself is, you know, it's 550,000 square feet. And we reached out to, you know, athletes, you know, some of the skateboard kids were there and all the X game stuff was there. And so it was basically like, Hey, we're really, this, this makes a difference for these, you know, these kids and these families lives. And that's kind of like the, that same authenticity is where it started with infant hero. You know, we'd been working with the community for, you know, over the last 25 years and you build a relationship, you know, so you know, both with not just the service members and their spouses, but their families. And so, you know, you have loss, you know, over the, you know, global war on terror, you know, we've been at this a while. And so you, you know, by, you know, 10 years out, you know, you've, you, you know, friends that you've lost and, you know, friends that have come back that are a little dented up, you know, um, you know, Gary and Mary Lynn, but are like family, you know, I love them. And, 
Um, but that's an example of someone that's come back and they've made a huge difference, but you know, it's a little, you know, he's a little dented up compared to was, he, you know, where he was before when he left and, you know, Jason Redman, you know, another, you know, yeah. really close, you know, friend, but, you know, we have a lot of jokes about his, you know, beautiful, uh, cosmetic surgery he's had. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've uh, had both of those guys on. on oh yeah. Day. I know. And it, but yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, the point there is just that you build these relationships with right. people that are authentic and you care about. And so then it's like, how do you, how do you support them? And you know, probably one of the biggest impetuses behind it was, you know, um, we lost, uh, there was a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. We lost a lot of us, uh, the special operations community that day. And Colin Baden was the CEO of Oakley and you know, longtime supporter of all of our military efforts was just like, you know, I, I walked in the building at seven in the morning, he was sitting there and he's like, Hey, we got to do something. I'm like, okay. You know, his comment was, he goes, I need to, we need to talk to Petraeus. I'm like, General Petraeus. Okay. You know, and he's just <laughs> like, no, really. I was like, we got to make a difference. I'm like, okay. Um, and it was from that genuine want to just say, how do we help? You know, how do we make a difference for these, you know, these, these service members and their families that are giving such great sacrifice to our country for our own, for all of our benefit. And that was the idea. So we just basically said, Hey, let, let's do what we've always done with Oakley. Let's look for innovative solutions. Let's look for like-minded people um, that want to make a difference. Um, and if you combine those and you put effort into it, you'll make a difference. And that's, that's literally the idea behind it. And, um, you know, there's been, um, you know, there's been some great events and great people along the way and we've, you know, humbly made a difference. So I'm very proud of that. So how did you, what was the actual moment where you said, okay, we want to make a difference. Here's how we're going to do it. What was that bridge? Yeah, that's a great question. It's uh, it's interesting, and this is you, know, you want this to come across res as respectful as possible. Um, when you started to look into um, ways to help, you know the the way the environment. There's a lot of different challenges, whether it be um, you know physical health, mobility, uh, brain health. You know, there's a lot of different aspects to it. You know, um, loss of loss of a service member. And so when we started looking into it, 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 it gets interesting. You know, there's people that do amazing work with equine and amazing work with dogs and amazing work here and here and here. And, and it came to an, basically as we were doing our research, there's like 45,000 um, 501c3s in the service in the veteran space. And so then the idea was like, there's a lot of people doing great stuff. How do we help them do a better job and or get more information out there? Um, and so that's kind of, it basically kind of looked, it, it framed up to be almost like a venture capital thing where we said, Hey, we're going to look for technologies, try to find ways to help support them, um, and services and different programs that have, um, that make a difference that actually are, are like result based programs. And that was the impetus behind it. So we just you know, started going and pretty soon you're, you know, one of the first, one of the first events that we, you know, not first events, one of the first big adventures we had, we're down in uh, Dallas, Texas at the, at the uh, Air Power Foundation, you know, Skyball, and uh, have this big, huge check, you know, the big checks, $100,000 checks are like five foot long. And um, we we're getting ready to present it to Gary Linfoot. And I hadn't, I hadn't met Mary yet. And uh, we're getting ready to go up on stage and she's kind of like, why, what, what is going on? What are my, what do they got me going on stage for? I'm like, I don't know why they got me going on stage. And I had the check, in my hand, we're literally side by side. And she's like, what you got there? Oh, it's a check for somebody. I don't even know what I'm doing up here. And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing up here either. You know? And so then we walk up on stage and turn the check around and it's for Gary for, you know, like the, the, the whole mobility platform. So 
point being there that you start to build these environments where you said, hey, we're really making a difference. These, this, this technology, this iBot, this exoskeleton makes a difference for the community. So how do we do more? How do we, how do we get more iBots paid for to get, take care of more veterans? So um, it's kind of the easy version of it. So the organization itself, you had a, it's, you can't just sit there and say, oh, we're going to have this organization and then, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning and then three o'clock in the afternoon, everything's in place and you have your board and you have all this work together. So what was it again, like specifically that said, okay, here's these things we want to do. This is what we're going to call it. Here's who I'm going to work with. Are you and the, mm-hmm. your co-founder had to have a conversation. Yeah, he had a couple. It took us two days. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's a little longer than one day. No, it's yeah. um, <laughs> it's a process. Um, you know, Colin and I were basically sitting there saying, "Hey, how do what do we do? How how do we how do we find other people who are like minded? One that would want to help." And pretty soon, you're you're piecing together, you know, people, parts, friends, friends of friends, and you're starting to get an idea of what it should look like. And for us, it was just the founding principles, like an Oakley principle, was like look for better ways to do it better. Um, but you know, to your point, Barb, I mean, getting a 501c3 off the ground, you know, it's easier to get a root canal than it is to get that going. But, um, you know, you focus on the mission, which is taking care of the community and you keep going. So we, we built out, we basically started in, you know, early days we built product. Uh, we actually still have product that's infinite hero branded product with Oakley. Um, so we would generate revenue for, um, the foundation to support the service community, you know, veteran service community, uh, through sales of Oakley products. And then, you know, you start to build out, you know, fundraisers and different events and, and, you know, it's, it's definitely not easy, but you kind of build it in the way it goes. And, um, yeah. Yes. So you, you know, mentioned, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bore you with how many pieces of paper you have to fill yeah, out. No, how, no, that's okay. how many just, times you have to, sometimes like, there's oh. a moment, sometimes, you know, I ask the question like that and someone says, Oh my gosh, there was this time when this happened and that happened. And this is when like, you yeah, know, a moment where everything clicks together and it sears in the brain. So sometimes that happens. So I go down that road. Yeah. Like, and, it, and for, and for us, it, it was that moment. I mean, when we lost, when we lost all those, all those, you know, all our guys, you know, the next morning is like, you know, if you know, Colin, Colin's just, um, you know, he's a mad scientist, you know, big brain, big passion. And he's like, we're going to do this. So, you know, I, there's not, an, it's like failure is not an option at that point. We're going to right. find a way to help. Um, and as you know, infinite hero was basically reaching out to our own, uh, creative, um, designers at Oakley and saying, Hey, what does this mean? And a couple of them had traveled with us. Um, so when you mentioned, you know, going to, um, Walter Reed, you know, we're in the ward and it's, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, and, um, you know, so those, so those people had been that designer, Brian Takumi was with us, you know, and the, the inspiration that he sees of, you know, we're, we're given a Navy SEAL a hard time because he's a below the leg sing, or below the knee single amputee. You know, it's like a flesh wound. What are you whining about? You know, um, you know, and he's just like, oh my gosh, what are these guys doing? Um, and it's, but it's incredibly humbling, you know. So you, you basically that was the idea behind it. And then when we went to Walter Reed, it was, you know, it was we're going to see some friends, friends of friends, you know, um, you know, and you know, you you basically realize that you know different people have an idea of what a tough day is, you know. Um, and it's civilian space, respectful civilians. God bless them. It's usually because Starbucks line was too long, you know. In in the military and the service space, it's different. You know, we went to go see an individual. Um, who was a Marine, a friend of a friend. Um, and he was missing, he's a quad amputee. And, you know, he was so excited to see 
see us. And he had his Oakleys above his head and we brought him some stuff. And, you know, he was, he was so happy that we were there. And it was, you know, it was a hard, you know, it was a hard interaction. You know, and for myself, I've been around a little longer at Colin and, you know, we walked out of the room and Colin's like, I, I don't know if I can do that again. I'm like, we don't have a choice. You know, we're going to every damn room here and this is going to hurt and you're going to do it. And he, you know, he's, he's awesome. He's like, okay, all right. I got something in my eye, but I'll be all right in a minute. Okay. And I'm going to go. And, you know, yeah. and that's what you do, you know? And so it's, um, you know, but, and then you, you know, you have, you have those relationships too. You know, it's like, I still talk to that, you know, below that, you know, knit Navy seal, you know, we just you know, give each other a hard time all the time. So it's good. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Jason Redmond. How'd you connect yes. with him? Everyone, if you, those who listen to us and, or follow Jason know his story, but we did get to interview him back in the day. And then I got to go on his show with Ray care, which is, he's just a cool dude, man. But how did yeah. you, how did you connect with him? That's a great question. I think somewhere along the line, we're, you know, we're fan the family tree. No, I don't know. Um, Jay and I had mutual friends. In fact, we were, we were at uh, Walter Reed at the time he had just left and we started connecting the dots. And I believe it was actually through Marcus and Morgan Luttrell. I met Jason and, and uh, you know, we had different stories and it's, we've been, you know, we've done a lot of events together His you know, his family, um, they're back in obviously in Virginia beach and, you know, his wife's awesome. And we just, you connect the dots and pretty soon it's just your extended family, you know? So when his son's, you know, his son's DJing, you know, we're like, you know, I'm like, Hey, at least your kids got good hair. And, you know, we go back and forth and um, you know, but we, you know, different, different times and spaces. You know, my wife and I were at a, an event in Colorado with Jay and his wife and, you just have these, you know, really great moments of, of connection of like yeah. a common, common interest and common care, you know, common uh, goals, you know, you're, whether it be, you know, being patriotic, being thankful, um, you know, you're kind of your faith and where you've come from. And, and, you know, that to me is one of the blessings of this adventure where you really do get to connect with people that uh, one have made a difference two are continuing to make a difference. And, you know, three that, you know, they're, um, they're inspiring people to be around. So you had mentioned also that you raised somewhere in the neighborhood of four and a half million dollars approaching that number yep. uh, to give back. And I like what you do. We started a similar thing just recently, our own endowment fund for the same reason. There's so mm -hmm. many organizations right. out there that are doing good work. Let's just you know support those people instead of competing mm -hmm. for the same funds. But uh, how did you then, how did you decide who to donate that to like which organizations what's the bar you set or what are the criteria you look for for an organization that's looking to come to you uh, and yeah and it's, it's a, a grant it's a great question normally my sarcasm would tell a joke but this is actually really no important. go for it we, to... <laughs> uh, we flip coins man it's amazing it's heads or right. tail. no but um you know we have a we have a full grant uh, grant um letter of interest pro process and there's a questionnaire to understand what the what each organization is doing and how they're applying their, their funding. Um, and then there's a grant committee that's chaired by, you know, um, people from the space, you know, with Gary and Mary, Gary, Gary and Mary Linfoot chaired that committee for a long period of time. Um, you know, Megan Schumacher from Schumacher racing, um, you know, other veterans in the space. And then what they're doing is they're doing the diligence to understand each aspect of, of the organizations that submitted a letter of interest. And then does it line up with the pillars of what we're doing? And then is it a time where we can support and does it, does it make sense? So, um, you know, there's from the, from the scientific community, from the veteran space, um, 
personnel on that uh, grant committee and they work really hard to make sure that you know we're, we're doing the best that we can with the money you'd love to be you'd love to have unlimited funds you know and just be like yes 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 you know but unfortunately right now in today's environment you know you just have to be very diligent with where you're sending um trying to get the most bang for the buck to support the veteran space yeah so do you tend to work with long established organizations or do new organizations a have both. a shot yeah yeah, it's I, you know it's kind of like my Vegas gambling. It's a little bit everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's um, we've we've worked with. There's a number of organizations we work with. Um, you know, like take their the Semper Fi Fund. You know, they're well recognized. They do a lot of great work. Um, and so we've worked with uh, established organizations, Team Red, White, and Blue. We were early working with them. Um, and then there can be smaller organizations as well that are you know might be more technology focused. Um, or if you look at like you know the iBot, when we kind of when iBot started back up again, you know, obviously. You know, our, our, you know, with Gary and Mary, they were very familiar with that product and understood it. Um, so it made it, we knew that we knew the benefit that it had. And so it allowed us to make, you know, that, that was pretty much a no brainer. So um, that's kind of how you look at it. Yeah. So who are some of the people that have, or organizations that have supported Infinite Hero Foundation and how did you get connected with them? You mean uh, organizations that we have supported through the foundation or that have supported so people that have donated or contributed to the oh, yeah. Hero foundation or helped you run an event or some, whatever it is. So, that that's a great question. And it, and it starts out, you know, I mean, it's, you know, if I look back at the very first event that we did, it was, um, we did a, a movie premiere in Washington, DC. And, um, you know, at the time the infinite hero foundation had a whopping, you know, three volunteers, which was Colin, myself, and, um, you know, Juliana, who was basically like, yeah, she did our community service work for Oakley. So we were like, okay, we're going to do this. Um, and it was interesting. You know, we basically called in some favors, called in some friends. We were in the uh, National Geographic Theater there in, in Washington, D.C. And you, I mean, sad or true, sad, but true. Like you called half a dozen of your buddies and like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Then they call six buddies and they call six buddies. And pretty soon, you know, we, was interesting so some press showed up and and it was like deputy director of the cia so calm they're all there and all of a sudden we're like so your very first event you get the deputy director of the cia yeah it was pretty it was like that doesn't just happen he's not just like oh hey i heard about this i'm gonna no it's pretty (laughs) and it's and then that's the i don't know to me that's the blessing of it you're literally reaching out to the your your family and friends and say, right. hey, we're going to do this. And they're like, okay, we're going to support that. What is it again? And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I'll never forget, they're shooting photos. And so, like security came up and said, you, is this your event? I'm like, well, is it, is it good? It's my event. If it's bad, it's <laughs> his event, you know. Um, and it was just, but it was amazing. We had a lot of we had folks from Congress, you know. Like I, a friend of mine was the chief of staff in Congress. You know, other friend worked obviously at the agency and different and guys from they, they they came out of the woodwork. We had you know I mean it's pretty it's pretty humbling when you look at the photos back then. You're like yeah okay we're admiral we're admiral da 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 you know and just and then you just go from there and then you just keep you have to keep building on it and you know and you you find people that really want to help you know even if it's you know um you know obviously there's the military community that we know but then you get. You know, there's folks like a Carrie Hart, you know, who's a you know motorcycle guy like myself from background and. Um, he's just a huge patriot. He just wants to help. You know, he puts on, you know, motorcycle rides for infinite hero. He calls them the good rides and, 
you know, and then you just find more and more people. And pretty soon you're, you know, you're, you're sitting there with John Paul from Paul Mitchell. And you're like, Oh, okay. You know? And he's like, ah, how do we help? And all right. And, <laughs> and so, obviously I, I'm obviously I'm the redneck version of how this gets done. We, you know, our, our executive director, Courtney James actually has a plan and PowerPoints and all that stuff. But, but there's something to be said about that. Just casual interaction. I want to talk about this for a second too, because one of the, we get a lot of pushback on our platform. We, you know, a lot of people love it and support it, but with mm-hmm. any platform that has a mission and has a statement and has a mm-hmm. me- message and a goal, you're going to get pushback. Um, mm-hmm. That's how you know you're, you're reaching people, I guess. <laughs> um, but one of the areas of pushback we get is that p- people still, there's still a community, a, a segment of society that's determined to believe that people with any sort of wealth or massive success or level of success or platform behind them are just, you know, selfish or unapproachable, or you cannot connect with them. They don't want to talk to you. And we, you know, we do get that a lot. Like, how did you get in touch with this person? I'm like, well, I called them or, you know, I emailed them. Right. (laughs) So, you know, do you find that as well? Like I'm sure we have plenty of people that don't respond to our calls or get in touch with us, but have you been surprised by somebody that you reached out to that, did pick up and did get involved and did say yes. Yeah, I'll, always surprised. I mean, yeah. and, and and surprised in a good way. I'm not yeah. surprised that like, oh, they didn't return the call. I'm always I'm always surprised at how genuinely humble they are and or approachable they are. You know, if we go back to, you know, this is a little bit of a, a back, but if you go back to Snowball Express, right? Yeah. You know, we did that event. Um, you know, and this is kind of I don't know the, the audience really get this, but at the time we had five X game gold medalists. You had two Olympic gold medals. They were all there on a weekend. And if you remember, like the weather wasn't great. And well, I'm in New York and this was right. Like, right. So, so you don't really, know, everything but, was yeah, relative. Right, right. So we're like, this is awesome. Right. But <laughs> yeah. like, I remember, I you know, you. yeah, I mean, Ryan Sheckler, you know, who's like this rock star in the skating community, Bob Burnquist, rock star in the skating community. Those guys skated for eight hours for yeah. free. And they were just like, I still to this day, I'll see them like, dude, remember that time? I'm like, yeah, I remember that. And, and they, it's as, it's as meaningful to them as it was to even like yourself or your kids. So like, that's an example to me. Like when, if you're saying, Hey, military veterans and then skateboarder X games, you wouldn't like, no way. You wouldn't I mean, put those together. Yeah. I mean, I saw Ryan Sheckler at an event in December and he was like, Hey man, I still remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I still appreciate the fact that you literally skated for 10 hours for these kids because you know, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And that is cool. I, I'm one of those people that doesn't, you know, know those names or that sport or that mm-hmm. discipline, but I did know enough to know that, man, if I knew anything about this world, I would be <laughs> yeah. in line with all those other people waiting. to get <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as a mom of little kids looking down and seeing like, that guy just like flipped up in the air right. and just did something crazy. Right. So that it was still like, we still got that. Right. Um, that, and that is cool. I think that's something really important to remember and uh, to just bear in mind for anyone looking to get out there and connect. Would you say that just go for it? Like worse that can happen is that you don't get a call back or yeah, worse they a can, little restraining worse. order sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the restraining order is a little much, you know, usually, yeah. usually if they've told, you know, three times stop, yeah. um, you know, but yeah. But it's also, it's interesting too. Like it doesn't hurt to ask. And there's times too where, you know, we've, we've got some, you know, call it friends of the family. We're like, Hey, this event, it's not, they're not going to be available for it. So we're just not going to push. But, right. you know, I mean, myself, I did, I say my prayers and do my best and see where it goes. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're sitting at events going like, 
okay, that's, yep, that's who that is. You know, and it's fun because for me, I'm like, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, Marcus and Morgan Luttrell, you know, wonderful, just great patriots. And, you know, you're just talking to them. And then you see other people um, at an event and they're just like, you know, it's like, you know, the Lord Jesus has come in the room, you know, and, you know, so it's, you know, um, it just provides perspective, you know, so very, um, very appreciative of people's time, you know. Who is someone that if you could just wave your wand right now and point it, you would call up this afternoon and they'd say yes, and they'd want to get involved with the Infinite Hero Foundation and get behind you and learn more about Hmm. you. You mean like in the current global space? Whoever. Oh, wow. Man, like I'm sure there's a lot of people, but like, you know, just yeah, I mean, you know, when you, I I guess when you look at, man, that could get funky quick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's interesting. You know, you, you, you talk about the needs of the service community. So my brain goes to who would have the biggest platform with a level of authenticity that would generate an idea. Like, let's just take suicide awareness. You know, we've got task force 22. We're trying to talk about this. You know, in my mind, the thought that came to to mind is, well, Dr. Fauci's kind of pretty big right now. But then again, that could be, you could be on this side of the fence or that side of the fence, you know, so I'm like, all right, great. Um, but, I, you know, the, the ability to get information out um, to understand how that works, you know, and it's with with COVID, it's really an interesting, it's not a, the, a, the right word, but it's it's an it is a unique time where because of COVID, you're seeing such an increase in challenge with uh, mental health, you know, for the, for the population in general. Um, you know, and if we look at infinite hero and, and what we've dealt with in the community, we're, we're used to this, you know, we kind of know that, you know, we know there's a, there's a process that you go through, you know, there's communication, there's help, there's, you know, and so it's interesting, like from infinite hero, a lot of the things that we're seeing today in COVID space, a lot of the work we've done previously in the military space is a direct one for one comparison. So in the first responders and, um, you know, the medical personnel, um, so it's an interesting, you know, that knowledge base is out there. So to really answer your question, I would, you know, I guess I would look at it from that perspective to say, Hey, who's got the most, um, most exposure, most gas. Um, but it also wants to be a credible source, you know? So it's like, well, it's like the, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about everything, right? Right. <laughs> Got to pick and choose. Greedy, greedy. Um, all right, so you actually just touched on something that is interesting. And again, which is what we're experiencing. Wait, everything as else well. was not interesting? No, this, it finally just started to get interesting now. <laughs> Thank finally God. Good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's like, I'm out of questions. <laughs> this guy's the worst. Oh my God, no. Um, I forgot. Okay, here we are. So, no, it, it was. That's uh, an edit, Dave. That's an edit right there. <laughs> no, we're keeping all this. So it was actually. Um, also interesting, I will say, yeah. um, is nice recovery. Yes, I'm good at that. Uh, is that you mentioned someone like Dr. Fauci maybe having like repercussions in terms of sure. go either way? Mm-hmm. What is that? And and again, it's something we experience because our platform is patriotic. So mm-hmm. by nature, yeah, we attract more conservatives. You know, we get a right. lot of pushback from right. non-conservatives uh, on what we do. Just it's the nature of the beast, I suppose. Sure. And so we've run into that ourselves with some people saying, hey, they declined the invitation because they don't want to be on a patriotic platform or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so what is, and we've had some nonprofits as well say, uh, you know, I'll have conversations with people who run nonprofits or do things. That's my community too. And like, oh, mm-hmm. we love this, but we can't say this 
I, I can't say right. this publicly because I have to separate myself right. from the nonprofit. How is that? Are you, are you feeling that same pressure kind of like, do you feel like you all have to be, and I don't know what your own political views are. Um, because I don't like we don't ask, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> because it doesn't like overly matter us. Right. But do you find that in your world because of your position with the Infinite Hero Foundation? Do you, are you getting, and it doesn't have to be specific, but just from in general, anyone saying, hey, I, I can't work with you because this person supported you or this person's doing that event and I don't want to be a yeah. part of that. Like, do you have to be yeah. careful or is it? Yeah, I, I would, I, I, you know, careful might be strong. I think we're cognizant of it. Careful yeah. is actually, you know, you know, here I'm trying to be politically correct, but a politically correct conversation. You know, I'm like, oh, we're cognizant of it. We're not careful. We're freaking <laughs> careful. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I like even in the business space, you know, even if I'd step back from Oakley, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, blue or red or you know green or yellow I, like i'm like we protect people that's what we do we build the best stuff to protect yeah. people i don't you can be blue green you're, I, whatever you know like whatever your affiliation is I, I don't i'm pretty much try to be apolitical um that said you do have to be respectful of the fact that you know that there's people that have different views and they're passionate about them you know and it's in at least in the experience of infinite hero you know we've been blessed with a lot of different people that have helped us and there's some different, you know, there's some different views, you know, there's, um, you know, we've, there's a really, uh, one of our best supporters, his wife is, um, amazing human being. She's awesome. And she'll, she'll be pretty much on one end and he's on the other end, you know, and you have to know when you're talking to them, depending on where you stand, you could be in the middle of a gunfight. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, I have some friends like that right, um, as yeah. well. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey, it's Dave Brown. Real quick, and we'll get right back to the podcast episode with Eric Poston and the Infinite Hero Foundation. But Barb and I wanted to let you know that we just launched uh, a pro-American apparel brand for grateful, patriotic Americans just like you. American Snippets Apparel celebrates our flag, our freedoms, equality, law and order, the Constitution, capitalism, and above all, the USA. So head on over to americansnippetsapparel.com, shop and join our Great American Syndicate today. So how do you walk that line um, or however it is you want to say, how do you manage, for instance, that that couple that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. how do you manage then to keep it mission focused and how do you convey that to where people feel comfortable from opposing points of view? How do you break yeah. that barrier down? Because unfortunately there is one now. Yeah. Uh, no, and right now, I mean, this year it's the worst, it's the most difficult I've yeah. ever seen it. Um, and hopefully it gets better, but time will tell. Um, you know, the, the simple answer is we try to focus on, Hey, here's what we're doing. We're working on, you know, task force 22 is suicide awareness and here's how suicide prevention works. And these are the things that we're doing. And here's the, the science and the, and the programs behind it. So we focus on that's our mission, right? And then, you know, you keep a lot of food, finger food around, you know, so that when they start talking about it, you just keep shoving food in their mouth and stop talking, um, you know, that's but a good plan. But it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's interesting at times, you know, I mean, but some of the best, um, some of my favorite conversations have been with people that are very um, non-like-minded. Um, 
and this will, this will go back a thousand years, you know, there's dinosaurs on the earth. I was at a presentation in Europe for Oakley and we were talking about the technologies that we were building. And it was, you know, it was a large, you know, 400 people and, and, you know, you do, you, you do your thing, you dance like a monkey up there and do your thing. And, and um, when we got done, um, finished up and was kind of at a break and this, you know, wonderful, um, you know, now a dear friend of mine, wonderful French woman came up and said, I'd like to speak to you. I was like, shoot, sure, here we go. And so it was just one of those situations where um, she's like, I didn't want to hear anything out of your mouth when I heard you were speaking. I want nothing to do with this or you. Um, and I just want you to know that I really appreciate what you said. And hmm, I was thinking about this differently. Now I'm thinking about it differently. I'm still not sure I like you, but, hmm. and that was, we still are friends to this day, you know, but it was an interesting segue. She was like, you know, she comes up and she's like, I'm like, Oh, she's ready to go. You know? So, <laughs> but, but it was, but the focus was just about protection and making a difference in you know people's lives. And so just allowing her to have that perspective. I didn't change her from not being a fan of American military prowess, but that wasn't my goal. Excellent. So you've mentioned Task Force 22 a couple of times now. You want to talk about who they are and what they do. And that's this is an organization. That's all you know. Okay. <laughs> they just show up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I got a couple of notes. I'm supposed to say this. You know, so. <laughs> uh, so Task Force 22, it's basically it's, a, it's awareness. Uh, Infinity Heroes putting it together with a lot of great folks. You know, Carrie Hart, Morgan Luttrell, uh, you know, famous chef, Jason Redmond. Just, they're donating 20. 22 minutes of their time. And so through a, a process, you can basically win that time with them to speak about whatever you want to speak about. And so it's a, it's about building community, about building connections. Um, you know, and in, and in the COVID environment, as we discussed a little earlier, you know, it's really unique because most people are staying home. So a lot of the human interactions that we're kind of coming that we're used to are, are there haven't been. So it's, um, it's a unique time. And so I think that, you know, that the, the efforts that Infinite Heroes putting in with Task Force 22 is about awareness and about education, um, but then also in the, the, the greater human experience right now with COVID being in, you know, quarantine, lockdown, give it your whatever verbiage you want. Um, it's a unique time. So that's an organization. Task Force 22 is an event. It's an event. It's an event. Okay. It's an event program. that Infinite Hero is is putting together. Yeah, Infinite Heroes putting on, okay. you can get information, the, the details on how to participate, how to how to um, get involved, how to support it through infinitehero.org. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's an example of like, if you look at those folks, there's all, you know, there's all kinds of different people that want to support this cause. Not of them all are just pure military space. So um, it's great when you, for me, it's just, that's one of the most rewarding things when you, you come across people that may or may not have your background. You know, they don't, they weren't a gold star, they're not a gold star family. You know, they're not, in the space and then they're around it for a couple minutes or a couple hours and they're like this is the coolest thing going um and, and i see that you know that's that's probably one of the coolest things i've had in over the last 25 years is you know take my wife who wasn't around you know law enforcement her mom your mom was a police officer who wasn't around the military community you know and so she, you know you go to a couple dinners with the you know the wives and you know, husbands and wives and you know, she's just like, holy cow, these are, these are some of the coolest people I've been around in my life. And then also the perspective too of like, you know, hey, what's a bad day? You know, a bad day in this community is a bad day. It means yeah. probably someone's not in a good spot. Um, 
you know, and a lot of folks that, you know, whether, in the, and again, not to be, I don't mean to condescend towards standard civilian life, but it's like, you know, how Starbucks line was too long, you know, ah, Chick-fil-A closed on Sunday. Okay. You know, it's not a really a big problem. Right. Yeah, it is perspective. Perspective is key, isn't it? It's a, mm-hmm. Excellent thing to have. All right. So if people want to find out more, I know you just mentioned it, but let's do it again. If they want to get involved with the Infinite Hero Foundation, if they have a grant that they want to submit sure. or they want to donate money to yeah. you or they want to yeah, run an yeah. event. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, any information or, or support for Infinite Hero would go through infinitehero.org. Um, and we, there'd be information on the program, you know, so, uh, for task force 22 information on our fundraising programs, information on the different programs we've done. I mean, we work with over 36 different organizations. There's a lot of great information, um, mental health, uh, family support, leadership. There's a lot of different resources there. And, you know, and it's, it's a, it'll give you some insight as to what infinite hero is and what we're doing. And, um, you know, during this time of COVID, it's difficult for fundraising, you know, I mean, the, it's an interesting time. So. Um, there was a study came out of the, you know, East coast on the, on the banking side and 501 C threes by definition, you raise money, then you're trying to give it all away. Right. Right. You know, that's great until you can't raise money. And so it becomes a really pressure packed space for all the 501 C threes in the country, not just in the veteran space, but across the board. Um, you know, so have different ways to connect with people and get the message out of like how to help. Um, so yeah, it keeps it fun. All right. So one thing we talk a lot about here at American Snippets, and it's part of why we started this platform, because even three years ago, we noticed the division was getting out of hand in this country. And we had no idea it was going to (laughs) continue down this path, but we just figured we would be the the voice to speak, you know, against the division and anger. And we focus on the positive things. And one of the things that we defend is the concept of the American dream. We believe that the American dream is in fact, alive and well sure. and available to anybody who wants to work for it, regardless of your situation or your background. Mm-hmm. But we understand the key difference in the cookie cutter American dream. We know that that doesn't exist. We know the American dream is unique to everybody sure. and everyone has their own vision of it, their own ideas, their own pursuits. So I'd like to ask you, what is your version, Eric Poston's version of the American dream? Wow. Should have seen that coming. Um, if you hadn't you know, listened to any of our other podcasts, yeah, you know I did. that we asked. No, I did. I, I know, and I'm just and I was just, I got all kinds of notes, and none of them make you any sense. Sit right on now. the throne of lies, you said. Exactly. You no okay. fibs. Fibs. <laughs> okay. Misdirection. Um, you know, Amer- the American dream. It's interesting. You know, traveling the world quite a bit. Um, I've been blessed to do that. Um, you know, I'm definitely our our country has faults. You know, humans are humans are flawed. My own personal beliefs, if you look at the Bible, humans are flawed. We're going to live in a broken world. That's how it's going to be. Um, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't always work towards uh, improving these things. And and being able to travel around, I'm I'm blessed to be an American citizen, um, and I'm thankful for it. And there's a lot of work that it takes to get done. So when I look at an American dream, you know, myself, um, you know, when, when my, my mother and father, when we moved up to, you know, north of Detroit, it's because, you know, they eloped because they had me, right? So... I was in early days on a welfare kid and you know, I've had a job five or five days a week since I was 11 years old. And I was blessed to be able to work, worked in a farm and, you know, cleaned a building and, um, you know, and so you, you keep working. And then before you know it, like we're trying to race motorcycles and then you get an opportunity and I come here and the point of all that is not about me, but it's just like, there's, there's an opportunity and it's tons of hard work. And, 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 you know, I think everybody's, you know, 
everybody's got a plan for their life, but it's not easy. Nothing's a given. So I think the ability to actually be in America where you have an opportunity, is it easy or is it guaranteed? No. Um, the travel countries where there's, you don't have that. And, and people of, uh, you know, having a, a wife and two daughters, you know, being a female, you don't get that comment in some, a lot of countries that we're, you know, we wouldn't really think about it, but, um, you know, to, to the point of just being like, we have the opportunities and there are people that will be like-minded that will want to support you if you put in the effort and if you apply yourself. And there's so many great examples of that, you know, in our country, whether it be, you know, it, you, major, you know, major James Capers. I mean, are you kidding me? Like you look at some of these people that come through and you're just like, okay, that's a hard life. You know, um, you know, you got, you know, people like an Elon Musk, you know, like I'm, I don't know him, but it's interesting to see what they build, you know? Um, so it's, you know, given the opportunity to you know, take a swing and, you know, bat and make a great life for yourself and your family. For me, I'm, I'm humbled by it and thankful for it. Um, probably not the best answer you've got. We probably have to retape this. <laughs> it's good. It's honest. And you hit on a lot of the same things that we believe. And, um, I always love to hear the recurring themes that come up because over and over people have worked hard and made it happen. Say a lot of similar things about going to different countries and seeing it and getting perspective and all that. And it's just a, it's a point that we like to continue repeating over and over and over because we believe in it ourselves as well. So when we hear our guests say it, it just confirms that. Yes. And and it's such and it's a really interesting time. You know, my, my oldest daughter's 21 and she'll be a senior at UCLA you know, and she's a walk-on athlete on the women's gymnastics program. You know, she's, she earned herself a scholarship. And, and so it's really interesting to be around kids. And I say kids, they're young adults um, and their passion, you know, and I think it's interesting, you know, you have perspective. If, you know, you and I look back to when we first met at Snowball Express, you know, your, your world has changed since then, right? You know, you and I maybe got one or two years older, but your perspective has changed, you know? And if I think back to when I was 18 and traveling out here to California, you know, I thought I was the smartest thing in the world. You know, now I'm clearly, no, I'm not even close. Um, but the point there is that, you know, being around all these really young adults that really their hearts are great and their intentions are great. They just don't, their life experiences are limited. You know, I mean, the first time that, you know, they got that paycheck, you know, for, for doing um, coaching, you know, and she's like, what is this FICA thing? What is this? <laughs> you know? And so, you know, you start to build that, that, uh, that acumen and, you know, the, I think a lot of the ideals that are out there, you know, um, you know, global peace and everyone have a home and everyone have food and everyone have security. I think those are all great human ideals that we should all work towards. Unfortunately, they're not easy to come by, you know, and, and, you know, it's kind of idealistic. Like, do you still believe in Santa Claus? Well, I'm a version of him, but you know, it's going to take some work. So. Excellent. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you would like to talk about, especially. It's all a a blur. I can't remember anything. (laughs) Especially in regards to Infinite Hero and its work and its mission. Where is it going in the next few years? Is there a message that you want to get out there at this point in time? this is probably a little bit off the cuff, but I mean, it's, you know, it's such an interesting time with, with the, with the five, with nonprofits. I mean, that, that the data is not good for the nonprofit space. You know, it's like, like probably half the nonprofits will not make it through this, this section of pandemic. Um, so as far as like what's on the horizon for infant here, I think it's continuing to focus on helping, you know, serving our community. 
um, finding uh, ways to uh, continue to supporting mental health, physical rehabilitation, you know, leadership, et cetera, but also, you know, how it's going to take the, the connections it's going to take to keep that going. Like, how do you, how do you raise awareness? How do you raise funding to create that awareness uh, in this time? It's, it's a unique time. Thank you very much. And I do appreciate you taking the time sure. to sit down with us. And I very much appreciate everything Oakley in particular has done for families like mine. All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd like to personally thank Eric Poston for being here as well and sharing the story and the mission of the Infinite Hero Foundation. Uh, look, if you've been listening to American Snippets for any length of time, you know this is a patriotic podcast. Uh, you know we are big supporters of our veterans, uh, the military, and their families. I mean, after all, my co-founder and fiance, Barbara Allen, is a Gold Star wife. Her husband was murdered in Iraq, killed in Iraq back in 2005. Uh, so supporting veterans, the military, and their families is something easy for us. It's near and dear to our hearts. Uh, but we also believe in law and order, and we proudly support our law enforcement and first responders as well. And that's a big reason why we actually started our community, the Great American Syndicate. Uh, not only is it a thriving and growing community of grateful, patriotic Americans just like you, who stand for the values that this country was founded on, but it's also a great place where we can all give back and make an impact together as a community. Inside, we have the Great American Syndicate Heroes Fund, uh, and it gives back to charities that support veterans, military families, law enforcement, and first responders, as well as at-risk youth and their families. And I'm sharing this with you because we need more patriots like you, more leaders like you inside our community. And if you're interested in becoming a member, please visit greatamericansyndicate.com. Uh, you can claim a free t-shirt just for giving it a look and uh, taking the time to learn more about our community. Finally, Make sure you visit americansnippets.com to check out the featured article on the Infinite Hero Foundation. Uh, you can re-listen to the podcast, watch the video interview, donate, and learn more about all the amazing things they're doing for our nation's veterans and military families. And if you got value out of this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, share this podcast with a friend, share it on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at American Snippets, and we would really appreciate it. Thank you again for being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. Yeah.